This is the MDRT Podcast. Maybe clients aren't sharing your social media posts as much as you'd like. Maybe you're struggling to maintain digital traction with new potential clients. During a Zoom conversation in June 2021, Carla Brown, Chester, England. Matt Duffy, Murfreesboro, Illinois. Shared how they have developed a strategy to generate more prospects through these posts. I'm not from this community that I'm in. We've been here about 14 years. So when we got here, I didn't know anybody. And uh, it's taken time. But once you build those relationships in the community, the, the referrals come, but it's never enough. So I'm very active on social media, more personally than professionally. But we about four years ago, we implemented this thing where when we have a new client, we would ask them if we could make a Facebook post welcoming them to our office as new clients. And they all said yes. Nobody said no. So we did that for about a year and it got no action, no activity, no reach. It was like complete waste of time. No comments, no likes, no shares, no mentions, nothing. And, and so we had an office meeting and we're, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. So we realized that the only people that were seeing those posts were my current clients and friends. Those new clients' friends weren't seeing that because it was on my page. It was on my personal page or my business page. So we made a change, and it was a dramatic change for our business And as far as marketing goes. We changed it to where we asked them to go to their social media and make a post about their experience coming to our office. And in return for that, we consider that a referral, and we send them a Visa gift card to do it. So we have a sheet we give them. When they're here, this is, if you do this, we'll send you a Visa gift card. So what happened was, and it worked like a charm, it still works like a charm. Now all of their friends are seeing that post and all of their connections are seeing that post. And you have to believe that when they see that, they have to be thinking, wow, I've never felt that way when I've left an insurance meeting or a financial planning meeting. You know, it's usually a bad experience. I've certainly never left an insurance meeting and thought, I'll go make a Facebook post and tell everybody how awesome this guy is. The The response has been dramatic. I get calls saying, hey, I, I know my buddy Joe had a good experience and, and I need to quote my insurance or I need life insurance. It's been a huge, huge factor for us. And again, it's not me looking at a client face-to-face and say, give me the name of three of your friends and family and the phone number so I can call them. Because I can't do that. I, I just, that's not my personality. So, and the, the other thing that happened with that is random people in the community are walking up to me and asking me about insurance. And there are people I don't know I've never met before. Um, and that never, ever happened before. And that's the only thing we've changed. So I know that's where it's coming from. And again, it's a company approved form that we use. And it's been a, you know, it's a $25 Visa gift card that's approved in the state of Illinois. So all that compliance stuff is built into that. It's a professional piece that we give the client and it it looks good and it works. That's a fantastic idea, Matt. Brilliant. We engage a lot more in social media now than we ever have before. We actually outsourced our our social media to uh, an outside agency So we've got regular posts going out, but we've consciously done the posts around brand building rather than sort of direct calls to action. One of the things that we have learned is that the posts that actually feature the team and us as individuals get a lot more engagement than posts that are about products or investments or anything like that. People want to know about people. And so we've just had a photo shoot done where we're all 
wearing clothes that relate to our hobbies and things like that. So we're just trying to make the whole image a lot less corporate and more about us as individuals. And the engagement so far has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, we're really lucky where we are. Um, we get a lot of new clients just by our location. We don't really have any competition in the area, in the village. We're, we're located on a, a main throughway, so people have to stop at the traffic lights outside. So we get a lot of um, sort of what we call walk-ins uh, that way. But yeah, certainly the social media engagement is raising our profile locally and uh, we're getting more traction that way, which is fantastic. I'm going to piggyback on what you said there about the people. So very, very, very little of my social media engagement happens on my business page. It's very, very little. On my personal page, almost all of my posts are my, my family and my hobbies and my pets because I'm probably overactive on social media, but I, I try, I want the people that I don't know that I want to know, I want them to know what my hobbies are and I want them to be able to relate. If I play golf, I make a post about golf because I know I have people out there that play golf that I want to do business with. I'm a big hunter. So if, if I'm hunting, I post about hunting, and, but I keep it clean. You know, I, I make nice, clean posts, but because if I want some hunters as my clients, I want them to be able to relate. I do that with my family, my children, I have a dog I post. My dog has his own Facebook page and it has a thousand followers because I know so many people own pets. Um, people come up to me in public and ask me about my dog, Boots. How's Boots? And, and I don't even know these people, but those people are all making a connection to me. And hopefully someday when they need our products or services, they're going to think of me. That's a really good point. Actually, I did a post last year about, I sort of took a negative and made it a positive. I had a post about how a client hadn't turned up for a Zoom meeting and it was a beautiful day here. We do get them sometimes in England. Um, but instead of being um, negative about the client not turning up, I grabbed the dog, I put my trainers on and went for a run and I took a photograph of me and the dog out for a run. And that got, I put it on LinkedIn and that got so much traction. Just showing that human side. Yep. It's a really good thing. Do you have any processes to evaluate what is and isn't working in this area? I have a uh, non-scientific approach, <laughs> but it works. So I always go back and look through my previous posts on my memories on social media. And if I see a post that I made two, three, four, five, six, ten years ago that got giant traction, giant reach, I make that post again. <laughs> and that's, again, it's not scientific, but it works because those posts that work five years ago, you know, I might have 500 new friends or followers now that didn't see that or, or because of algorithms, maybe nobody saw it. So I do that all the time and I don't reshare it. I make it like it's a brand new post because those are the ones that get the most traction and it works. Social media is really big for our business. That's a really good idea. Why, why reinvent the wheel if it worked the first time around? Love that. Probably my favorite one, and it actually showed up on my memories today, but it was only a year ago, so I probably won't throw it back out there. But it was, ask me a question about insurance, and I'll give you the worst possible answer. And it blew up. It had, I don't remember how many, a couple hundred comments and likes, but, you know, somebody would ask me, you know, why do I need life insurance? And I'd give them some ridiculous answer, and it got a pile of traction, probably more than any post I've ever made. I throw a lot of humor into my social media, a lot of humor, because... People need it for one, and sometimes I'm pretty good at it. Sometimes I'm not, but that post was one of the best I've ever made. We haven't been as active as Matt on social media for as long. So out the agency that we've outsourced to, we have quarterly meetings with them to assess 
the reach and the engagement and the click-throughs onto the website and all those kind of metrics that to, to work out what's worked and what hasn't worked. And on the back of that, we have changed the strategy. So we create a, or they create for us, a three-month social media plan. And we piggyback on, you know, certain days. So we recently had um, a dementia day. So it was denim for dementia. We all dressed up in denim in the office and we put photographs of that on social media. So you know, we piggyback on that kind of thing. But really, it's, it's kind of looking backward at the previous quarter and saying what has worked, what hasn't worked, what should we do more of, what should we do less of, and what should we ignore completely. But I like Matt's idea of going back and reusing posts historically. Once we've built up a big enough library, that's a really good idea. Yeah, my library is about the size of the Library of Congress. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty large. <laughs> the other thing is, too, and I kind of said this, but I don't make a lot of posts on my personal page about my business. You know, 90% of my posts are personal, but when but I do throw probably one business-related post a week on my personal page because I want to make sure everybody knows I'm serious about what I do and I want them to know that I want their business, you know, and, and what we do. So I post just enough, I think, that people don't block me because they get sick and tired of seeing my insurance posts. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.